Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. Now, I don't really watch too much TV because I'm trying to spend more time creating more content, trying to help out more people these days. But when I do, I try and binge on some of the shorter Netflix series or movies, right? Because there's just one and done and you're done with it on with your day. But something I've been binging on lately is this new Netflix TV show called Fling Empire. So if you've never heard of it, it's basically like Crazy Rich Asians, but more reality TV series mixed with like Housewives of Atlanta, something like that. Now, you're probably wondering if you know me, like what the heck is Lane doing watching this crazy show with a bunch of rich people? Well, you know, I grew up frugal and honestly, I don't really know how to spend my money. Um, so I kind of was watching the show for like good ideas and best practices. And I'm gonna be showing you some of the things that I've learned from the folks spending their money in this show. Now I tend to watch more movies where there's a finite ending, right? Um, that's why I like, I like the Marvel comic movies because even though there's 20 to 30 of them, I think that's the only exception I try to make. So make sure you guys stay up to the end because what I'm gonna be doing is giving away a free QRP book. Um, if you guys haven't heard of a QRP, it's sort of like a solo 401k, but it allows you to unlock all your money in your 401k or any TSPs or 403bs to be able to invest in good assets such as real estate and get you out of that cafeteria of garbage in the 401k and mutual fund system. Here's my first takeaway from Netflix's Bling Empire. First off, these guys have a lot of parties. It seems like every other scene was at a party. And I think what my takeaway is, you know, we always say your network is your net worth. Uh, you have poor people around you who think negatively, who are just scraping by in debt. You know, that's who ultimately you're going to become. If you have people kind of generally trying to improve themselves, working out, you know, trying to do these types of, you know, movements towards financial freedom, that's basically where you're going to be doing. And this is a great example of this, right? These rich people are hanging out together and they kind of do the same things if you kind of break it down their days. And before we move on to this, you know, just remember a little bit of advice here, guys. Your network is your net worth. If you're hanging around broke people, you'll probably be broke. You guys gotta be trying to find those higher net worth people who are investing their money and taking chances, but calculated risks, right? That's what we're going for. The other takeaway was these guys have really good food in there. Um, at these parties, they've got like ice sculptures and all this types of uh, great food. One of the big things that I was never attuned to was like this caviar thing. I don't know, like one of the gals is like half Asian, half Russian. I don't know if it has anything to do with it. I sure like my ukura sushi, but I didn't realize this was a thing. And I've been watching a lot of other YouTube videos of guys in first class um, showing how, how the premium cabins are and Emirates and Singapore Airlines and yeah, Don Perignon and caviar seems to be a big theme. I think the next time I'm gonna be able to maybe try some, I'm gonna get a chance and see what it's all about. Um, but now to me, it's just an observation that, hey, this caviar thing, maybe I should get on board on this. It's very different from what I'm personally used to. Um, I've got another video in here where I go and raid Don Quixote for the ready-made food section. Um, eat a bunch of hamachi and um, toro in my car for under 20 bucks. But you guys can check out that video elsewhere on my channel. But that's kind of what I'm used to. Another big takeaway was at one point in the show, the two characters went on this journey to find another parent or something like that. I guess it doesn't matter. They were going somewhere to like Mississippi and they just picked up and went, right? This is this concept of time freedom. They could just go. 
didn't really have a day job and you know maybe you guys can't empathize but like and you're thinking well these guys are just rich but i think there are ways that you can turn your life into this scenario where your freedom independence and you can just go and isn't that a cool way to live life and you guys just kind of picked off and went rented a car and kind of went off on this adventure and the stories and the memories that they'll they'll kind of have forever now here's something that probably a lot of us can't ever attain, but these guys have access to private jets. And private jets has always been something, of course it's a jet, it's cool, right? right? What can be cooler than that? But if you kind of think on it a higher level, what these private jets do is they compress time. Sure, you're able to bypass security lines, but you're essentially able to get somewhere quicker and compress time and not only compress time, but get back time. This is something I've been kind of thinking about lately. You know, when I travel from Hawaii to Texas, um, check up on some properties, it's always like on a business trip and I'm kind of getting around to the idea of getting more first class. In the beginning, I thought that this was crazy, right? You're paying more than three, four, five times the price of a regular ticket. But then I'm kind of slowly coming around to this idea where I have a limited amount of energy and when I fly in first class, I'm able to sleep. For some strange reason, I sleep on my belly because I think someone's gonna come and stab me in my heart in my sleep or something like that. But I need to sleep on my stomach if not, I can't go to sleep. Therefore, sleeping in planes is super hard for me. But if I can get in first class, now I can go to sleep and I can wake up at my next destination and hit, hit the ground running and not lose a day. And the way I see it, I kind of gain a day. So you know, these private jets that these guys have, I mean, there's these programs out here where you can kind of rent a jet. I don't use that quite yet. I'm kind of looking into it one of these days. Try and find things out there, I think, that you know definitely not a lot of us can can get a private jet, but there are things out there that we can spend our money to get back time. And time is our most valuable asset. You can always trade time for money, right? That's why we go to jobs, right, every day, trading time for our money. Even though you get a salary, you're essentially trading your time for that hourly rate. But there's not many things that you can trade money to get back time right? The reverse of that. So be on the lookout for things like that. And I'll share things in future videos and things I kind of come across myself. If you, if you are agreeing with the way I'm talking, please go ahead and click that like button. That really helps out the channel. So the next thing that I kind of gleaned from Bling Empire was this whole idea of like, what are they spending money on, which are, seems to be cars and clothes. I mean, what else do you want when you got money? So let's start with the clothes first. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Right, I think you guys see me how I dress. I typically wear the same thing over and over again. Yes, I do my laundry. I just happen to have a lot of these shirts because I don't want to waste my bandwidth on figuring out what I'm going to wear. I just don't frankly care what I wear. I kind of like my style, but then I'd rather have the time back from planning it, shopping for all this stuff, um, upkeeping a wardrobe and all that type of stuff. So I'm definitely more of that Amazon wardrobe, Amazon basics type of guy. If I could just wear a black shirt and some shorts or some nice slacks, I'd do that every day. And also wear the same type of shoes and get multiple of those shoes. That's just how I am. These folks in Blink Empire, they're really into those high fashion brands like Gucci, Prada, Fendi. I guess it's called Hermes. I thought it was Hermes for the longest time. Look, I don't wear this stuff, but apparently a lot of people do. And I think this is a kind of an Asian thing. I think they're into their high brands. It kind of shows status. Um, I believe in Asia, things are a lot 
more um, of a wealth gap than here in America, where the, the difference between the haves and the have-nots are so much more greater. Um, when I go to Asia, you know, a lot of places you'll see, you'll see a binary menu, right? Where um, you'll have very high-end items and then you'll have your California roll, you know, to use a sushi restaurant as an example, right? The high-end items will be like some lobster with uni that might be 40, $50 a roll, but you'll still have that, you know, 10 to $12 you know, spicy tuna or California roll or some, somewhat to cater to the lower end. So, you know, people can go into the restaurant and the higher end, they can extract the revenue from those people as well get customers and butts in the seats with the low end guys. Now, another thing that I thought that was gonna be a bigger deal with these guys, but you know, the cars, I thought they were gonna be driving baller status and Bentleys and all these crazy exotic cars, but it really wasn't highlighted too much in the series and maybe that's just not what they're into i mean there is definitely a few car nice cars here or there but it wasn't didn't seem to be a focus like how when somebody showed up in a certain dress or a shirt from a certain designer that really got the wow factor amongst the folks there but i have to admit lately i've been kind of liking cars right there's a saying out there in our circles where you know you know you probably didn't like cars to begin with but once you get a nice car now you really like cars. Uh, that said, I'm gonna be working on a future video where I dissect um, buying a car or leasing cars. So I've been changing my mind on whether it's better to buy, lease, you know, pay cash. Well, certainly that's not the good thing to do. Definitely wanna be using leverage or leasing, using leverage whenever possible and take that money to go buy properties. But that's on another video. I'm kind of in the middle of this uh, predicament where I'm trying to buy that next car. Um, I had a convertible, it's not really practical. It's too hot here in why did he use it all the time and when it's not too hot it's actually cold and rainy so apparently convertibles aren't very practical cars and i'm tired of reaching in the back of my seat to put stuff because it's only a two-door but anyway i'm looking for another car and what i'm realizing it's probably better to go buy a used car to not be that person who gets that gut punch as you lose that huge amount of value driving off the lot but anyway I'll be doing a video of that on the future. And if you guys are really interested in that, drop a like below and we'll make sure you guys get access to that when it comes out. I'm right in the middle of the negotiations for that with the car dealer and I gotta admit, it's super fun. You know, I think a lot of the edge is off of me because it's not a 10, $20 million apartment negotiation. It's just kind of just a car, right? And it's fun. I'm totally fine with paying a few thousand dollars overpriced, but at this point, hey, this is kind of like hunting for me. If I did hunting, I don't know how to hunt. Now, the last takeaway I want to talk, talk about was this sort of carefree mentality or this abundance mindset that a lot of these characters had. Yeah, yeah, they, a lot of these guys never had to work for their money, so they don't really know what a dollar is truly worth. A lot of them, it's just, they're just a bunch of trust fund kids. I kind of aspire to be like that that mindset one day where I don't care, right? I mean, it's just a bunch of fun and games in a way. I mean, really, once you get the financial freedom, you start to realize that, that that was sort of maybe your first half of your life where you're trying to build the wealth. And yes, you have to be frugal to get there. But once you get there, you know, like, our time on earth is short, right? To enjoy and to spend time with relationships with the right people. As we say all the time, financial freedom is all about doing what you want, with whom you want, where you want. And going back to the abundance mindset, you know, these characters are just kind of giving each other gifts here or there. Might cost a lot of money. They don't care, right? I mean, they just kind of want to just kind of pass it forward. And I see this, this trait not in a lot of folks that are kind of lower net worth where, you know, they 
they think of money as very scarce, right? They don't want to pay money to make money. You know, they've got that mentality where, you know, money is, is hard to come by and it can help you, but it can also hurt you, right? Like I see a lot of people, they don't want, they're trying to dig a hole here, but they're worried about what the cost of a shovel is or a backhoe is to dig said hole. Totally silly. And you know, I work with a lot of people that are anywhere from quarter million dollars less to a million dollars and above. And I see this, a lot of the scarcity mindset in these people. And again, not saying it's anything wrong. I am the same way. I'm a recovering cheapo. If you guys want to go to my website and check out all the cheap things I used to do, some that I'm actually kind of ashamed of, go to my website, simplepassivecashflow.com slash cheapo. But it's this white knuckle mentality, right? Be frugal. Don't get your $5 latte because it'll cost you like 25,000 or $50,000 by the time you're retirement age, right? I mean, I live my life as more of like a fat fi type of lifestyle where we're frugal, we buy value, but we're not super cheapos. Now recently I was working with a student and we're kind of going through their personal financial sheet and we do these coaching calls uh, we record some of these and we put it up on the YouTube channel too. But in this conversation, you know, this client, they had a lot of money um, and they were extremely frugal. I mean, I'm talking extremely frugal. Like they spend less than $2,000 a month and they would make well over six figures. So, you know, I was kind of telling them like, you know, they should probably go and buy a house to live in or rent a more extravagant place than they would have. We're talking three to $4,000 for rent possibly because they earned it, right? They spent all these years being very frugal, being very good stewards of their wealth and growing it and investing in the right places. Now's the time for them to enjoy it a little bit because they, they're very close to that escape velocity where they can just be financially independent at that point. And as I was saying this stuff, you know, I kind of did a, a little bit of a quick take on myself. I bought these cool shoes the other day, um, LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James, like 18, I think he's on 18th, uh, one of my favorite basketball players. But the thing about LeBron James' shoes is it's the most expensive damn shoe out there, right? There's some Kobe shoes, there are Kyrie shoes, there's especially the James Harden shoes. Now those are cheap, right? There's a lot of shoes under 120, 140, Bucks, but these LeBron James shoes are like 200 bucks a piece. And here I am, normally I would like just buy it and just not wear them, right? Or wear them on several occasions. But to me, basketball is something I, I do for fun. And I think it's, he's my favorite player. And I was just like, damn it, why am I just keeping these shoes in the box? I gotta play with these things, right? I could die next week. And it'd be a real shame if these shoes just never were used. Now spending money on dumb things, yeah, that's another thing. But you know, I think once we all get to financial freedom, which doesn't take that long, you start to realize that time was your most valuable asset and you wish you would have like lived more. I think there's some study out there asking, you know, old people on their deathbed, you know, what was their biggest regrets, right? And it's usually something to do with, you know, not enjoying things and spending too, too much time at work, right? I think if there's one takeaway I took from the Bling Empire folks was you know how these guys are just living it up they're having a good time you know I mean some people think that this time on earth is like a gift right we're kind of put in this circumstance um, to live here on earth and you know it's 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 a fleeting time that's my roundup and takeaways from the bling empire show on Netflix and uh, a free gift for you guys if you guys want to learn more about uh, investing your retirement funds but not have to get bogged down with this UDFI UBIT tax which we talk a lot about where you're going into deals using good 
liquid leverage, as we always recommend, but you're getting hit on these taxes on the back end, check out this thing called the QRP. You can learn more and get the guide at simplepassivecashflow.com slash QRP. And there, there'll be a link to download the free book or get a free hard copy of the book for your guys selves to learn more about it. Now, as we wrap things up, make sure you guys put in the comments, what do you guys spend your money on, right? What are some stupid things you guys drop your cash on, maybe for it's a time savings or improving our quality of life. But let me know on, and comment below. We might even find some of the good ones and share it on the next video. And we'll probably definitely invite you to our little secret fat fight community that I have on Facebook that, you know, for folks, you know, willing to talk about what are we spending our money on, right? It's not the most politically correct thing out there these days to talk about, right? Hey, you know, it's a thing, right? And what I say is like, own it. But we'll see you guys next time. Aloha. Hey guys, look, I actually just won this on eBay for like 40 bucks. James Harden, Adidas shoes. Uh, they sold it in the stores for 130, but you gotta love it when you can buy it new off eBay for 40 bucks. I sure hope it's real, but we'll see. I can play like James Harden and just jack up threes at will when I get these. Crazy Rich Asians. Mm, 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 mm. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA. But the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator podcast.